Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an educator for 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, and an educational consultant. Let's get started. In this episode, I chat with Dustin Pearson, a seven-year educator in suburban Kansas City, Missouri, who teaches high school special education. He is a devout believer and practitioner of relationship building with all stakeholders and uses differentiated instruction, PBL, inquiry, and career-based practices to prepare his students for post-secondary success. Dustin is also a leader, writer, learner, and implements a holistic child approach that is based on reflection, mindfulness, and compassion. He is happy to share that he will begin his doctoral program in educational leadership this summer. During our conversation, we talk about the importance of providing students with the opportunity to develop self-advocacy so that they can navigate society build relationships, and work as a team regardless of where their journey goes beyond high school. We also explore various options beyond the traditional approach of attending a four-year college as we recognize the diverse talents that our students possess and finding the destination that best fits their needs. Equity enters the conversation as we discuss how student success can and should be defined according to individual student desires and not applying a single approach to all students. Enjoy. Hello, Dustin, and welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I know that we've tried this before, so we're going to try this again. Uh, We had some issues the last time around with our recording. So I'm super excited that you were able to give us a second chance and come on back. So before we jump in, Dustin, can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do in education, and maybe something interesting about yourself? Well, first of all, it is an absolute pleasure to be back on here. And, you know, I love doing podcasts and just talking education with great educators um, themselves. And so I'm Dustin Pearson. I teach high school special education in the suburbs of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, This is my seventh year in education. Uh, I'm also a learner. I'm also a writer. I'm going to be a doctoral student this summer. And I am a firm believer in a holistic whole child approach. And so not only is it academics that are very important to me, it's also preparing my students for the future and their post-secondary um, goals. And so we do a lot of career type learning and just social emotional learning, self-advocacy and those things put together, you know, really prepares our students for the future. And I'm also the creator of the hashtag we are one team. I am a firm, firm, firm believer in the power of 
what a team can do in an educational setting. And so I've seen it firsthand. I created as a leader as well. And it's just a powerful, powerful belief in what you can create when we're all working together as one. Dustin, you know, I have to ask with a lot of people talk about this approach to the whole child or the holistic child approach. And I know this is something that you, you know, value greatly. So if if you were to give, you know, a quick and simple definition or a quick overview, what does holistic approach mean to you in terms of educating our uh, students? Well, for me, you know, it's, you know, as a special educator, you know, yes, academics are extremely important. That's, that never changes, but it's also allowing the student and giving them the tools to develop social, emotional awareness and learning, uh, self-regulation. I'm a huge proponent of self-advocacy, you know, with my students when they need something, you know, they're going to have to speak out for that. And so we're going to give them the tools to do that as well. And it's also providing them career type learning. You know, my students who are, they bring so much to the table. Many of them are not going to attend four-year universities. And so many of my students are going to attend trade schools. They may go to the military. They may join the workforce. And so really provide those opportunities where students can build those relationships within the community, work as a team, you know, and really feel and practice as an adult. And so when they graduate, they're having the education, they're having the career experience of working in the community. They are, they are um, having the social emotional learning and awareness and they're self-advocating, they're self-advocating for what they need. And so that's really the holistic whole child approach that I firmly believe in. It's what we practice um, at my school. So, you know, traditionally, right, in education, especially when you are in uh, secondary education, right, the, the focus typically is high school, high school, high school, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, college, not, not obviously in high school, it is college, right? And, and there's this big push to, to attend, you know, a four-year university, but there has been this shift away from that, recognizing that that is not necessarily the only option. So I'm glad you know, that you are saying, how can I make sure that my students are going to be successful in whatever capacity that they find themselves in post-secondary? And so I'm curious with that being said, what are some of the other ways that you view this approach or some of the work that you or any of your peers are doing that really begins to shift the narrative around, you know, just how we approach our students, uh, our diverse learners, or even just students in general, when it comes to a holistic approach? You know, when I think about that, I really think back to when I was a student. Now, I grew up in a very driven and a very white-collared uh, community where the push was four-year college, four-year college, four-year college. And I, I went the four-year college route, and I have no regrets. It was what worked for me. But that's not going to work for every student. And so, for a student who's a very technical and hands-on learner, you know, it's not the most appropriate thing to push a four-year college, four-year college when that student would be, you know, better suited in more 
and happier, you know, going a technical route. And so I think back to those times of when I was a student and I think back to as I've advanced in my career, you know, many of my students are not going to go that route. And I'm not anti-college, you know, absolutely not. You know, it's just what options can we provide our students to invest in their post-secondary goals? And so what that's that's really my big push is that getting the community involved. Um, how can my students get involved and work in those spots, whether it's applying to the technical school or the career center where students can, you know, enroll in a number of different programs. You know, they do some of their classes there and they do some of their classes at our school. And so it's really bringing those options together. It is providing them to our students and saying, hey, you here are a number of different routes you can go to. You know, I have a number of students that are interested in welding and especially with welding. There are the demand is so big. And the number of people taking the jobs is so small. And it's just that, you know, my students can take those jobs. They can be trained. They can be out on the on the labor force working at age 19 and make more money than me. You know, so it's really. like Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's true. You know, it's bringing all these all these resources together, providing them to the students allowing them to build relationships with those people who are in charge of those and letting the students make that choice and work towards that. You know, it's funny that you, you made that comment because I, I was just thinking to myself that when I was teaching, I did, I, I had students who went into a, a technical school, you know, they became certified and, you know, whatever trade and they went out and they were immediately in the workforce and already making more money than me. And I'm thinking to myself, right, it, it's very difficult because they'd come back and they're very excited and they share with you, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And you're like, yes, like I, I propelled you. And yet yeah. here, here I am. Right. But that is our job, right? Our job is to make sure that we are making our students reach their goals and be successful. And, you know, unfortunately in our system, sometimes that means being more successful than a teacher, but Hey, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want my students to be, I want my students to be successful individuals. I want them to, you know, I can't stress how important self-advocacy is and just, you know, reaching for what you want and, you know, and that, that starts in the classroom, you know, if they turned in an assignment, you know, I'm not emailing that teacher. The student is going to email that teacher and said, hey, I turned in this math assignment. And so it really starts at the classroom level and they just practice that throughout their educational careers. And so because this is something they're going to have to do, you know, when they graduate and leave those doors. You know, I tell my students, I got you for four years and it's going to feel like one year because how fast high school goes. And so. You know, we have so much we have to accomplish you know, with their classes and their time with me is that, you know, we utilize our time so valuably together. And so that's really where it starts. And, you know, the school is the lab and we're, we're working together and it's really exciting and it's a lot of fun to do. 
So, you know, this makes absolute sense, right? Because obviously we want our students to be able to stand up for themselves. We want them to be able to take care of themselves. We don't want them to rely upon us. And yet it seems that this idea of teaching the whole child, of wrapping our services around an entire child, seems to still be met with some resistance. And so I guess my next question here for you is, what are some of the biggest obstacles that you have encountered or that you've seen people encounter when they are trying to move towards this approach? You know, the resistance that you'll find is not, um, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to find the correct word for it. It's not trying it's, it's with good intentions and I'm going to try to explain this, um, better, you know, when, you know, other educators or parents, when they kind of raise their eyebrow at it, you know, it's not because they don't want the student to succeed. It's just, you know, we were all brought up different. You know, you, you pass all your classes, you take, you know, your algebras, you take your chemistries, you take these classes and that's going to propel you to post-secondary schooling. And so for some of my students, you know, they're going to go that route, but for a lot of my students, they're not going to go that route. And so it's really stressing the fact that, you know, all of these parts work together. It's the academics, it's the career, it's self-advocacy, it's social emotional learning. All of these are intertwined together. And so we need one without the other. And so take, for example, an AP student or, or a student that takes dual credit classes. You know, they're going to take those advanced classes and they're going to try and score as high as they can on their assessments because they want to get those scholarships to go to, say, a state university. My students, we're going to work as hard as we can. You know, we're going to provide those accommodations in accordance with their IEP. We're going to we're going to do everything we can to allow that student to be successful. But we're also going to practice, really emphasize those skills of the social emotional learning, the self-advocacy, you know, taking time to do our career part and really prepare for our future. So we're really we're really wrapping all of our things together as one rather than focusing more on the other, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And it, it seems, you know, that this definitely is something that, that is applicable, right, to all students. It's not just to a certain group of students, even though, you know, maybe it's it's more, I don't know, commonplace, um, but definitely making sure that all students are reaching success, right? And mm-hmm. with the word equity being thrown around in education right now, this is definitely ensuring that all students are receiving what they need in order to be successful. No, absolutely. You know, you know, and like you said, with equity, you know, all of our students need and deserve the opportunity to be successful. And it's on us as a school staff and as a team to work together to provide those resources. You know, if our student wants to join the military, um, first of all, we got to make we have to make sure that they're passing their classes. We have to make sure that they're developing that social emotional learning, that self advocacy, and we need to build those relationships with those military recruiters and prepare them to take in the ASVAB assessment. Uh, if we have a student that's wanting to 
you know, going to welding. Um, we have a career center that's 10 minutes from my school. Uh, we need to build that relationship with the counselor there. They need to take the tour and take the entrance um, application to do that. And so it's really finding out what the student needs and wants and then putting that together so they can accomplish that goal. So, Dustin, I'm sure there are teachers and instructors, educators listening to this show right now. And they're thinking to themselves, I, I would love to be able to begin this process. Um, what would be a few tips or strategies that you have for them to begin embracing a, a holistic approach to education, regardless if they're working with diverse students or not? Well, first of all, I it is my job. And it's the and this is why I'm so passionate about education. It's my job to serve and help students and also help teachers. And so I am always available and I want to help you. So you can contact me on my Twitter at Dustin D-U-S-T-I-N Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, and then the number two with no spaces. Um, you can also reach me at my website, we are one team education dot wordpress.com so that me personally i am always available and ready to help another tip i can i can stress is build that relationship with your administration staff build that relationship with the, your counseling staff your counselors especially at your secondary level not only are they working with the students you know social emotionally but they're also working with them. You know, they have the information on scholarship information, military, trade schools. They have all of this information. And so really work with your counseling department and build those relationships. And they will help share that information. You know, ask those questions. Do we have vocational rehab? What sorts of what sorts of career type learning do we have for our students? And really immerse yourself and the resources your school provides. And together, you, the IEP team, the administration team, the counseling team can work together and provide those resources with your students. I know personally, I'm working on a project where we're going to be working with more community members. Now, COVID has kind of put a, put a halt on it, as far as meeting face-to-face, -face, but it's going to allow our students to actually get out in the community, build those one-on-one -on -one relationships, um, and really prepare for post-secondary. And so that's just something I and my department is going to be working on. But for you, reach out to myself, reach out to your administration staff and your counseling staff. They are the keepers of all that information. And together, you know, you're working to have your students be successful and you should be able to work together well and provide the best resources for your students. Dustin, I want to say thank you for that. I mean, this information is extremely helpful, right? The idea here that we, we discussed today that we can make sure that all of our students, regardless of ability or levels, are successful simply by embracing a holistic approach, making sure that they can take care of themselves, wrapping them with SEL services, and, 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 and 
just really loving on them and providing them the skills and resources that they need. And with all of that being said, right, that's very, very simple because if you reach out to those around you, this is not something that you have to do alone. You know, you have people in the field who, who if, I don't know if we want to necessarily call everyone experts, but we have individuals out there, right, within our own buildings. And then, of course, in the edu space of social media, you know, thank you for providing your contact information. I'll get that from you once again in just a moment. Um, but yeah, just the idea that you are not alone in this adventure to make sure that all of your students can be successful. So thank you for sharing all of that. Absolutely. And, and you know, and just like you said, we, we want our students to be successful. We want to provide them with the education the social, emotional, the self-advocacy, and the career focused. And when we're providing those resources, you know, when they graduate and they receive that diploma, we know that student is going to be prepared to tackle whatever post-secondary options that they want. They developed a passion, they developed an interest and a relationship, and they already have that foot in the door to where they can hit the ground running and go. Because I want to receive messages from them saying how well they've done, or I want to see them when they come back to school and say, hey, Mr. Pearson, you know, it's good to see uh, I got a job doing this or such and such or receiving a Christmas card. And so it's great to see your students be successful. It's great to see them develop their passions. And it's great to see them really be, you know, really find their passions and go after what they want. And it's, it's, it's a real honor to help facilitate that and provide those resources for them. Well, thank you, Dustin, for sharing this today. Um, so before we wrap up here, I'm sure, you know, listeners are going to want to be able to follow up with you and dive into this a little more. And I know that you shared this information uh, you know, a few moments ago, but if you wouldn't mind once again, how can listeners get in touch with you? Absolutely. The best way to get a hold of me <clears throat> is to contact me through Twitter. Um, my handle without spaces is Dustin Pearson and then the number two, D-U-S-T-I-N, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, and then the number two. Uh, you send me a message, I'll send you a message back. You follow me, I'll give you a follow as well. And it's really, you know, this is what I love. I love connecting with other educators and other leaders and just having these conversations that me and you are having. You know, I want to hear about some of the things you're doing in your classroom. I may take and, you know, use it in my classroom. I want to be able to share some of the wisdom and some of the lessons that I've done. And so it's really all of us as a team, you know, that's the we are one team belief is that all of us together are working together as one for the benefit of our students. And so you can also um, you can also bookmark my blog. We are one team education dot wordpress dot com. Um, I've also recorded a lot of interviews that are on YouTube. You go to YouTube dot com and it's we are one team. And I've had numerous conversations with leaders all over the world about various education topics. And so, you know, for all the people talk about, you know, 2020 and COVID and all that stuff. But there are there's so many 
good things happening in education. So many passionate leaders and educators that are doing amazing things. And so as a team, we can all share these things together. We can connect, we can collaborate, we can build friendships with each other and really help our students and really be forces in the power of education. Well said, Dustin. You're, you're absolutely right. This is 2021. And so I wish you the best in this upcoming year. And yeah, you know, we could sit around and focus on all the negativity that happened in 2020, or we can pull out those bits of good and use that to propel us forward in this new year. So once again, I want to say thank you, not only for the work that you're doing, thank you for giving the show another shot and and making it on again. Um, But thank you just for being an amazing educator. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it is my absolute pleasure and I'm grateful for the friendship that we've developed and you've been able to talk with me on my platform and I'm able to talk with you on this. And so I genuinely look forward to continued collaboration with you. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you like what you are hearing, please be sure to like and subscribe. The show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several of your other favorite platforms. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with the host and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at the CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care. <laughs>